This is the Dan and Christy podcast. The McNugget Buddies are back at Macca's in the limited edition Kerwin Frost Box. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I. This really gets my goat. And Mm -hmm. this is from someone who, you know, I'm lucky enough to get on the property ladder and maybe one day I will even be a landlord. But Mm -hmm. I would never, ever, 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 ever do this, right? So people are now checking, i.e. landlords and property managers apparently, are checking out their tenants' social media to have a little bit of a watch, Mm -hmm. have a little bit of a stalk, but also to see if they have been complained about Within, like, the comment section on someone's Facebook or Instagram, etc., etc., etc. I am a landlord uh, out of the two of us, and I absolutely did this on social media, and I'm glad that I did because people can look great on paper <laughs> until you know what they're doing on their social media. They might be having a keg party and literally on a roof drinking beer with a cape and a cod piece. That was me on there. That was but you, wasn't literally, it? Literally, like, you have to do this because you don't know someone until you kind of like stalk them a little bit. But again, Gets, no, it gets deeper. This is okay. where the problem lies. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a guy called Jordan Vanderberg, right? Now, he's a lawyer, mm-hmm. and he runs a series called... All right, I can't say the word because of the time, but it rhymes with pit. Pit Rentals, right? Okay, yeah. So put that together. Um, he, he It's this group, right? And he calls out landlords and real estate agents who have sort of neglected their rental properties, right? But then when people are complaining about the situation for how things have kind of got out of hand, i.e. landlords haven't fixed things around the house... It's like now they're being kind of called out about the fact that they're vocalising their frustrations and they shouldn't be, you know. Like, if you have a bad experience, just say, okay, to be fair to both sides, Mm -hmm. if you have a bad experience as a landlord, yes, you should be able to vent about it, of course. Yeah. Um, But the same thing also does apply to tenants as well. Like, each party has rights. And they shouldn't be being asked on rental forms for social media handles so that people can find out, you know, like, that's your private social media. Oh, yeah, it depends on who you are. And you have rights to privacy. Yeah, personal online profile, but um, if you want to secure a lease, tidy it up. That's (laughs) That's the thing as well. Put it on private. Same with jobs. Yeah, totally, because whether we like it or not, and whether it's legal or not, or whether it's fair or not, um, your social media, if you put stuff out there, Mm -hmm. people do look, and they will might say that they're not going to look, or maybe that you just think that they're not, but there is always a way to kind of stalk who you are online, isn't there? I definitely did, because like when you see the cover letter, they don't say anything about their pets, and sometimes you see it on social media, you're like, oh, you've got seven cats. That happened to me once. Did I tell you that? Or, oh, really? Well, years ago, right, like 2015, Mm. yeah, so a long time ago. Anyway, um, Mm. with my ex, he had a cat. We got an apartment. He didn't say anything about the cat. Um, And then I posted about her on (gasps) International Cat Day on my Instagram. She was a gorgeous little girl. Anyway, and um, I didn't really think any more of it. And the real estate got in touch. And they were very nice about it because they hadn't Mm. specifically said, you cannot ever have a cat. They just said, hey, guys, it's it's come to our attention that you have a cat there. That's fine. But you just make sure you get fumigated. And, and, you know, we said that's fine. But then my ex-partner at the time, he got really outraged. He's like, how was this? information obtained and I said, well, uh-huh. I put it up on Instagram. And they're like, well, why are you looking at that sort of stuff anyway? Mm. The photo was lame. I shouldn't have posted it. This was in my cringe days mm. on social. But um, that's how I got busted was I put up right. a photo. I mean, so it wasn't exactly rocket science to figure it out. Yeah. But then... But you snuck in a cat into a rental property. Yeah, exactly. Which is a big no-no. Uh, well, they lived. We got it fumigated. <laughs> like, it wasn't a big deal and she was very clean and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. Um, and they were okay with having animals, but... 
uh, I think when we first moved in, he didn't have her, and so it just didn't get sorted out. I but- reckon this is a bit to be expected these days. You know, if you're posting stuff, you know, and, and I'm not judging people at all, but if you're using, like, you know, drug paraphernalia, for example, in your social media, I'm not going to use you as a tenant. Oh, of course. That but then it, it becomes a fine line, though, because the guy who, mm. all, who has this group, he said it's not illegal but it's time to kind of eradicate this stance of reference checks and just do it the old school way. You know, like when you give a reference. For instance, hmm. um, I made you a reference the other day. Yes, It hasn't did. bitten me in the butt, thank God, but I made you a reference when um, Hubby Justin and I had to get ourselves a cheap little car, you know, because he's car. I haven't got a call yet. Yes. So, <laughs> they looked at your social media Don't bring instead. bring a pet. <laughs> what got you delayed? Mm-hmm. This happened yesterday and I felt so bad for everybody. There was a lot of people at Melbourne Airport obviously flying back to their homes, wherever that might be, after seeing Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the weather was so bad in Sydney that the, we just kept hearing announcement after announcement. Um, when we were at the airport, you, yeah. couldn't, you just couldn't get back to Sydney. Thunderstorms. Yeah. Thunderstorms, rain, the whole shebang. So there was no flights to Sydney, unless you're Taylor Swift, because her jet obviously <laughs> You've got ahead. personal jet and millions of dollars, <laughs> then you could get into Sydney. That's you're fine. fine. Yeah, yep. But if you're flying Different on rules. <laughs> insert airline, and we mm. all know what insert airline I'm talking about, you just, you know, you just didn't have any luck. So there was nothing that could be done. Obviously, the airline can't do anything about that. You can hear the frustration in the people's voices as they have to make the people announcements. People hate their plans being ruined, I know. Oh, and I felt really bad for the people who had to say, look, you can't go to Sydney, but we don't know when this is going to change. You know, mm-hmm. you just see all the crew getting getting bombarded with, what do you mean? Why can't I've got plans. And like, we don't know. We don't control the weather. So mm. the worst part was as well, everyone had their Taylor Swift Era's merch on, right? And you could see a lot of tired mums. Mm-hmm. They had all these like teenage girls with them, all the small kids, and they just wanted to get home, home yep. because no one had any sleep the night before at Taylor Swift either. That's it. Well, uh, thirteen ten sixty. How did you get delayed, Riley from Mansfield? How did you get delayed? Uh, so I went. We were going to Bali the next morning, and it got delayed at twelve in the, uh, twelve at night. Oh my god! Oh, at no. midnight too. Oh, geez, that's the worst. Got day, your right? hopes up. What delayed the flight? Uh bad weather, I think. Yeah, okay. Because I know there's a lot of volcanoes over there near Bali, and sometimes yeah. it's the plume. Orlando yeah. plume, I think it's called. <laughs> the plumage. Yeah, I reckon it is too. Yeah. So, um, what did you end up doing instead? Uh, so, we um, went to... Uh, we stayed at the hotel, mm-hmm. and then we just decided to get a flight the next morning. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Smash <laughs> a bing tang or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you're still there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Jaden from Puckapunyal, when did you get delayed? Oh, well, I didn't get delayed. I got cancelled. No. Yeah, I was on my way to a um, work trip in Coltana over in South Australia. Mm. And um, I left a few hours earlier because I was planning on seeing this nice lady. <laughs> and she bloody cancelled on me. <laughs> oh, oh, no. And like a last-minute cancellation, Jaden. Oh, yeah, last-minute cancellation. So what happened, right? I left a few hours earlier. My check-in wasn't until, like, 2 o'clock or something. So then I had to sit around doing nothing for a few hours because I planned on seeing this lady friend. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe she cancelled. Oh, you can't believe it. How do you think I feel? <laughs> <laughs> You're a stand-up gentleman. <laughs> What'd you do for those couple of hours? I can well, only imagine. <laughs> yeah. I can't divulge into that too much, but there was a lot of... 
there was, yeah, a lot of sinful things going on during those <laughs> two hours. It's Australia's most talked about social experiment. It's Married at First Sight, or MAFS. It's on Channel 9 and Channel 9 Now. And two of our favourites, Cassandra and Tristan, have a listen to this when they meet each other for the very first time. Oh, you look, you look stunning. <laughs> I'm Tristan. Hi. Cassandra. Nice to meet you, Cassandra. Nice to meet you, Tristan. We are completely in love with them both. <laughs> and Cassandra joins us right now from Mass. Good morning, Cassandra. Good morning, Dan and Christy. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure, hon. We're so stoked to talk to you. Oh, my God. Can I just say that moment when you and Tristan met at the altar was so yeah. gorgeous because Tristan um, was notoriously known as always being like the friend guy. Like he was always putting the friend zone with people, wasn't he? Yes, well, he's so amazing. I don't even know how he ends up there most of the time. <laughs> he's brilliant. Mate, I, I'm, he's the, so I'm the same. He's so funny and adventurous, isn't he? Yeah, and I was like, okay, if nobody else wants it, I'll take him. <laughs> 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 he's so divine. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Well, you're so uh, you're a ray of sunshine too. You're mm. bubbly. You're social. Um, what, what made you decide to, to participate in Married at First Sight in the first place? Um, yeah, I was just ready for a husband. I was like, I'm approaching 30. I want to get married. I want to have the family. I want to have the kids, you know. And um, I want someone to come in and come with me to all my family events, you know, be on my arm. So I was like, sign me up. (laughs) That's really cool, Cassandra. You know what? It makes sense, hun. People have apps. People have things like Tinder. People have dating apps. It makes sense to actually have your first date with your family and friends, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. My family were also impressed with him. And I was impressed because he was mingling and, like, warming and vibing with them. And I was like, this guy is just fitting right in straight away. So that he's like, that worry, that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and, Cass, I want to know about that because your family and friends, the reaction to the decision, first of all, to marry a stranger on TV, how did they initially react? Oh, they were just like, are you sure about me? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, we, you don't know nothing about them, not even the colour of the hair on the head. Like, it's a complete stranger that you are going to marry. So um, they were just concerned and excited and there was all sorts of things in there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Kaz. Hey, you know what? You've got to take a chance when you can try and find the love of your life because we know that you did have a really devastating loss with love, didn't you, Kaz? Yeah, yeah, that was a tough blow. That was just one of those life events that you just need to work on yourself and your family gets involved and it affects so many people and it can definitely leave some scars and fear and and you just have to work through it. So I was like, Let's, let me get some help from the experts here. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and what are your thoughts about the experts' choice of Tristan? Oh, brilliant. Mm. Like, they matched us perfectly Excuse me. And, and, uh, yeah, no, I was like, they know exactly what they're doing and I I couldn't have matched anyone else better. Ooh, you sound sound like you're very uh, happy, Cass. Does this mean that there could be... Because I can just hear in your voice this extra element of love maybe continues even after maths is over. Oh, well, you got to keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because one thing you do find with stuff like Married at First Sight, there's always lots of bitchiness. Like, obviously not coming from you, you're such a sweetheart, but how do you handle that sort of the gossip and, you know, just the, the I guess the bad side of, of the fame that comes with it? Well, for me, it's probably a bit easy because I was like, I just want to focus on my relationship and my husband, um, and that's the only reason I'm here. So I tried to just, yeah, ignore it. But some, it, it, 
it can be really loud, so you can kind of get just sucked in. Mm. But um, most of the time, I'm like, no, I'm here for one reason. So when you focus on it, it's, it's easier. And did you run any challenges along during the experience? Like as soon as you're put with someone, <laughs> a stranger, what was the most challenging thing for you? Oh, uh, gosh. Just, I guess, slowly opening up and revealing yourself to the stranger, isn't it? Mm. And just trusting the experts and, like, we're here together for a reason. Let's find that reason. So just kind of getting them to know you from the fresh start without having to choose each other, that was really challenging. So, yeah. Oh, little cuties. All right, Cass, <laughs> lastly, Han, um, what's something juicy that's going to come up in this series for maths? Everyone loves a bit of juice. What have we got to look forward to? There's too much juice to <laughs> watch. We have to watch, yeah. are in for a treat. Like, every time someone's like, what's the next scandal? I'm like, which one? I don't know. There's so many. <laughs> All right, well, uh, get the juice out because uh, it's Australia's <laughs> most talked about social experiment. Cassandra and Tristan, we wish you all the best uh, and we can't wait to see things unfold. Um, but, but you're such a beautiful couple and uh, thank you for taking time out on the Dan and Christie show. Thank you so much, guys. You're amazing. Dan and Christie. This is one of the great stories of all time. Australian writer Shane Rose has been cleared by a review after competing in a mankini in equestrian. To ride a horse or to not ride a horse? That is equestrian. <laughs> But, um, but uh, very Borat, isn't it? Like, uh, yeah, Borat. There you go, that's him. Uh, he breached the code of conduct. Uh, a th- he's a three-time Olympic uh, eventing medalist too, so he's quite good at what he does on the equestrian. Uh, Rose, he's 50, but he wore an outfit. Um, uh, he wore the mankini and at a jumping event at Wallaby Hill near Sydney. And, um, yeah, he understands the high standards expected of everyone. And now, um, yeah, no, he got reviewed because uh, he was kind of uh, in fancy dress in the competition and he got stood down for a little bit. So he's basically mm. wearing mankini and mm-hmm. he got in trouble for it. Yep. And then he got stood down and he's also been um, photographed before and worn, which I like, the Duffman beer outfit from The Simpsons. My husband oh, actually yeah. has that exact same outfit. Does he's he? basically just having fun on the job. I mean, who cares what you're wearing if you're allowed to do the whole dress-up thing? Yeah. It's him that would be uncomfortable. Like, you're a guy. Mm-hmm. If you've got on a mankini and you're Which riding a horse... Which I do right and now. You do, and you're straddling something. Is the horse your husband? <laughs> I've already him two that. jokes about him already this morning. <laughs> but, yeah, he's competed in a gorilla costume too. And he's going for the campaign for the Paris Olympics. He wants to do this in the Olympics, which is the greatest legend of all time. What a great sense of humour. The thing is, right, and I, I'll pay his sense of humour, they will never, ever, ever take him seriously. That's the no. problem is they get so serious, the boards and codes of conduct and things mm. like that with, um, you know, with clothing and and what you can and can't do. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, I'm like, well, if everybody else is allowed to wear outfits, surely mm-hmm. you, sh- you should be allowed to wear what you want. But then yeah. I suppose with this kind of thing, they're very, you know, particular. They have certain standards. I mean, it's like any job site, you know. You got yeah. in trouble once, didn't you, when you wore thongs to, to work? To remember work, that? Yeah. yeah, I do remember that. And uh, now Phil's giving me permission, yes, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, wearing thongs, and especially a mankini. So uh, you want to check out my thong because uh, it's very Borat-like at the moment. <laughs> Talking about your comfort TV show, because Kylie Minogue revealed that Gogglebox is her favourite TV show to watch all the time. She just binges it and uh, loves it. Her guilty TV pleasure is watching Gogglebox, which is just people watching television for those playing at home. Sometimes you just need a bit of mindless TV when she's just unwinding, you know? Yeah. Like, everyone 
has that kind of comfort TV show. Mm. My all-time favourite series, I've got a few. There's Goodfellas. I mean, not Goodfellas. That's my favourite movie. That's a movie. great movie. Um, <laughs> Sopranos, uh, oh, Breaking yeah. Bad. Mm-hmm. I used to love Lost, although I never finished the series finale. Uh, lost Interest, actually. <laughs> That's what they <laughs> called it. Um, yeah, well, it, I don't know if you saw the last episode. No, I didn't. I'm like, I didn't that is a cop-out. <laughs> and that's what they said about Game of Thrones. Mm. I still haven't finished Game of Thrones, Don't worry about watching that because it was the worst ending in the history of endings. That is such a disappointment because mm-hmm. Game of Thrones was the most incredible series. I hate Wasn't it. This is why I don't, I don't like to watch the series <laughs> All the way through. Yeah, because like, when yeah, they ruin it. Because it's only going to disappoint you. Yeah, Apart exactly. from Breaking Bad, which was the perfect ending. Uh, Sometimes they nail it, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, extras, uh, they totally nailed that. I love it. The extras. last episode um, of that with Ricky Gervais in The Office uh, is perfect. Uh, perfect ending. Only two seasons. Uh, but these are some of your comfort ones. The Simpsons is something I watch every single day with my kids, which mm-hmm. is great. You are. Like, hubby Justin and same with the kids. Mm-hmm. He, they love The Simpsons, and now mm-hmm. they love The Simpsons movie. And I reckon for a comfort TV show, they're just a show you can just put on and laugh all the time. For me, it's Friends. Mm. Oh, like, yeah. Friends was just the best. It mm-hmm. still is the best, you know. Now it's being replayed. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it's always a go-to. But uh, 131060, this is what we're asking you. Your comfort TV show. Samantha from Sandy Bay, what's your comfort TV show? Well, I'm a, a bit of a um, person who likes ghost adventures. Ghost, ghost adventures? adventures? <laughs> yes. yes. Me too, Sam. Oh, my God. Mm. Go on. Um, Zach Bagan has been one of my absolute favourites. Since the start, um, I've watched it since season one, so I've been a big, big Ghost Adventures fan. That's so good, Sam. And do you believe in ghosts? Because I do. I have like a ghost that follows me. Do, are you a believer in ghosts? I do. I believe in ghosts and paranormal. So yeah, okay. Does Patrick Swayze turn up behind you and you start making a bit of pottery? Or... <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid so... of no ghosts. Mahala from Bendigo, hunt. What's your comfort TV show? Uh, McLeod's Daughters. Actually. Oh, one of the best <laughs> of all time. That was the great Aussie show, wasn't it? Filmed in South Australia. It was. I've been to the property. I'm a massive fan. You've been to the property? So this was yeah. like 20 years ago, right? Or was it like, how yeah. long was McLeod's Daughters? Uh, I think it finished in 2008. Okay. That's right. Yeah, it was a while ago. You know, Mahala, I once auditioned for McLeod's Daughters and I got so close and I was so bummed I didn't get that part because they said like, you got to move to South Australia and live on an actual farm. I mean, how cool does that sound? It does. I don't know what I'd do on a farm, but anyway, I suppose it's, it's not a real farm. Roundup cattle. It's a TV show. You just get catered to. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jess from Albury, what is your comfort TV show? Star Trek Voyager. Oh, I love Star Trek. Um, <laughs> what is it about Voyager that you love the most? Honestly, it's the opening intro that is so calming because it's all the... I don't know, all the beautiful music, then you're going through space, and it's like, yeah, I'm in a different world, I can relax now. Mm-hmm. And it got cancelled, didn't line. it? Like, um, there was about seven years of it. Um, a beautiful story arc, and uh, yeah, the Voyagers become trapped in planets, and you know, yeah. time passes pretty rapidly <laughs> through space. Yeah, and they always like they go, oh, it's awesome, we're in a different world, different time frame, but then they do the flashbacks and have one guy who's obsessed with the 90s when the show was actually released, so they pretend that he's like this expert in the history of the, of the 90s. So I, I find that little gem pretty funny too. And can you do the finger? Thing that uh, Spock does. What's the thing? <laughs> oh, yeah, thing? absolutely. Only on the left hand, though, unfortunately. Ah, Can you do that? Yeah. Well, this is very like off Westside. airish. <laughs> yeah. Westside. Everyone just imagine like a prospect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shaylee from Kyabram, what are you a fan of? True crime. True crime. Yeah. What, it's it's what, addictive, isn't it? What are you watching at the moment? Um, so 
I've just downloaded Stan and Netflix again. I've just finished watching all Australian true crime and I never thought I'd watch like overseas crimes because they're a lot different than mm-hmm. Australian crimes, I feel. Do you like uh, cracking now, the cases yourself? <laughs> yes. Every, all of my friends reckon I should have been a detective or, you know, when you're with a boyfriend or something, you always find out all the secrets. Mm, yeah, true. So, like, like true crimes like that. <laughs> if you like true crime, oh my god! And so you like what when the detective they do that profile because I I reckon that you'd be a good profiler. I was a pretty good profiler. Like I found these because you had telepathic powers on Home and Away. Pink in sync. We're going to raise a glass to Pink. Imagine seeing her live in concert. Well, she's here already. Singer, performer, international pop icon, and she's uh, touring all around February. LiveNation.com for the Summer Carnival Tour. Uh, but we've got tickets right here and right now. And we we're do. mashing up some stuff, you know? Mashing. This, like doing like a little NSYNC thing. This was your mm. idea, this game idea. I really liked it, my friend Dan. Well, well oh, done. Thanks. Good work. But we're going to put you on the short list to get along and see Pink. We do have double passes to give away. It's very exciting. We're going to play a little game. Mm-hmm, that's right. Pink in sync. you got to tell us who we're mashing up with. So DJ Dansky on the decks. So let's go. There we go. I've mashed them up. I'm better than Paris Hilton at DJing, I'll tell you that much already. Isn't everyone, though? No, yeah, but she's the highest paid DJ in the world. I feel bad. I shouldn't have said that about Paris now. That was not a nice thing to say. Take it back. (laughs) You are not checking into the Paris Hilton ever again. Mark Philippoussis did back in the day. (laughs) Remember that, everyone? And uh, Millsy. Why do I know that? Yeah. Uh, anyway, thirteen <laughs> sixty. Pink and sing. Tell us what artists we've done a mashup with. So there's Pink and another artist, Matt from Carrara. What other artists have we mashed up with? Uh, is Katy Perry? No, not Katy Perry. Oh, no, sorry, Maddie, oh, but good, good guess though. All right, thank you. Cheers, Matt. Chloe from Bendigo. Good morning, hun. Hey, good morning. Good morning. So we're assuming you love pink. Now, who was she just mashed up with in our pink NSYNC? Um, Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. Yes, she was. Do you know what song by Britney Spears for an extra point? Toxic. Toxic. There you go, babe. We'll Mate, be- it won't be so toxic. <laughs> um, you're on the standby list. Uh, would it be awesome seeing her at Marvel Stadium? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Well, congrats. You're on the short list, hon. Great. Thank you so much. Hiding away <laughs> is what you do. Uh, not today, though. So, listen, I, I don't know if you're like me and maybe you have a bit of social anxiety or maybe you don't really like to be the centre of attention, which I assure you I don't. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when people look at me. I mean, I love it when people talk to me, but, you know, like you just never want to... I have to wanna... look at you every day, so I mean, you're really uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm so... I'm no, so I quite like, like it. <laughs> I mean, it's Kirsty Sutherland from a moment away. Shut this up. is a dream of mine. <laughs> I'll pay you later. But anyway, so, I mean, thirteen ten sixty. if you were a hider... Because I'm a hider and I really realised yesterday that the level of weirdness that I possess was <laughs> I was broadcasting from Melbourne um, after the Taylor Swift concert and I was in the big radio station of Hit and it was just awesome, right? Um, and I was put into a guest studio because obviously I was a guest of the network and so I had this little cool room. They had a blanket in there. They gave me a free coffee. Like, <laughs> I love so how good, stoked right? you were with a blanket. Yeah. Because you did not s- s- <laughs> like, shut up about it the whole time. You're like, I get my own blanket. And I'm like... <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was just really, different. really good quality no, blanket. No, it was so fluffy. You have no mm. idea. It was like this big little <laughs> bundle of delightfulness. It was like the best, yeah. best experience I've had in bed. Anyway, Ooh, and so okay. I'm comfortable, right? I'm mm. loving this little studio with the blanket. We've finished our show. Just delightful. But then I look behind me, and apart from Brendan Favola, your hero, Fev, yeah. who's a lovely guy we love, there's like 30 or 40 people just rocked up out the front of this studio that I was in and then they started to have a meeting and I'm talking like, you know, in the workplace where there's these big meetings and presentations and the projector screen's on and there's notepads and all this paper and stuff like Russell. that and I'm thinking, what's going on? This is a big, this is a big important meeting. I can't walk out now. Like, how awkward if I just, hi guys, sorry, don't mind me. Like, I didn't want to do that awkward thing of walking out and seeing it. It's anybody. literally not the so- most awkward thing ever. Like, and, and we struggle with this, don't we, uh, Maddie, our producer? Like, because Christy gets in situations where she goes, "Oh my God, the boss is outside. I can't walk outside." Yes, I'm yeah. not the only mm. one. I know other people hide from the boss. I had to hide <laughs> in this studio for 55 minutes, and I had to pee. Do you know how bad it is when mm. you and you need water? I was dying there of dehydration. I'm like, I need food. I need water. I need a bathroom break. How much longer you can I do this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you could have just given my life <laughs> for the sake of not having not that awkward. social awkward anxiety. The worst part is <laughs> I kept turning around. People waved at me. Like, I didn't know what to do. I did a polite little chortle, and then I was a smiling. It got to the point where I'm thinking, um, should I just participate in this meeting? I could yeah. just walk out now and pretend that I know what's going on and just, you know, oh, hey, guys, that sounded great. We could do this with the listener app. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Have you not? Uh, seriously, I know no. you think I'm insane. Have you mm. never hidden from anyone? Because nope. I hid from the letterbox, um, from the, sorry, the postman last week. The postman. I, I didn't know he was the postman, did I? I just felt this. Who's this stranger? Knock on the door, and yep. it was Paul, I think he's. His name's Jim. He's mm-hmm. a lovely guy, too. He did the mowing, too, at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and the antennas. And everything in the house. He was a handyman of sorts. Um, I never, ever have this situation. Like, what was the worst that could happen? You walking into someone else's meeting. They what could do you have reckon? seen me. I mean, oh producer my God. Maddie, you're a, you're a hider, though, right? Yeah. Sure. You see? Thank you. Look, you... I'll judge from afar, but the reality is <laughs> I've done worse. Like, there have been times when I've been walking to the toilet or something, yeah. and all of a sudden, like, you're walking with someone, and you're like, well, I don't want to go into the toilet with them. So I've ended up outside of the work building down to my car because what? I kept walking past more and more people going, oh, they're going to think I'm weird if I stop here. I can't turn around now. There's more and more toilets too Yeah, as you go along. Yeah. Who was that person at work? Was it Dan? Yeah, well, we crossed swords. I remember that last time. Yeah, it's like, we're not supposed to cross the streams. No. Uh, It's like Ghostbusters, but, you know. It felt so right, though. Dan and Christy. It's Dan and Christy. The Weird World of Dan. So we do a few weird stories from around the world, and this one's the weirdest of all time. I sent you the pictures, Christy. I know, and now I can never unsee them ever again. No, because a peer-reviewed scientific journal this week published a study containing a nonsensical AI-generated image. It's a gigantic rat with a gigantic fat. (laughs) So they had to retract the article and apologise because there's a lot to unpack here because it's like an AI human-sized yogurt slinger, for you, example. Did you just call it a yogurt slinger? Yeah, with big oh, grapefruits, I've like never a normal heard. rat and just a human, you know, appendage. It's a big thing. What mm. is with, can I just say, mm. I mean, come on, like you're a guy, what is with always making it have to look bigger? Like mm-hmm. even when it comes to a rat, 
Some guy who's done the article's gone, you know what, I've got to make this look even bigger. He well, feels like this responsibility to make it. it look bigger. So this was actually authored by three scientists in China. So yeah. um, it was edited, it was put in a journal, Frontiers and Cell Development in Biology. But for whatever reason, they published AI pictures instead of just normal pictures without really looking at them. Mm-hmm. And the figures went viral because their absurdity. It says a massive dissected, you know what. Um, there's garbled labels. It says, I lot stomachogergers. Cell testosmicles. Jesus. You're like, yeah. It's a mouthful. Jesus was there too um, <laughs> at the time. But um, it's so strange that it's actually happened. They had to update the notice and just go, well, uh, this doesn't meet the standards of editorial and scientific rigor. Well, you, it mm. wouldn't because you can't, you, you're not allowed to do that. You can't mm. falsify images under the banner of journalism. Like, you have to retract that sort of stuff. You're not Maybe to do it, it was just an impressive rat. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins wrote a song about it too. But the, the, what makes it so adorable is that. The rat is just, you know, like Ratatouille. This would be a weird sequel, but he's just got this monster hog and just this, like, look on his face like, oh, jeez, look at this. <laughs> what a ballsy move. Yes. Barista made ice cold. Drive through for your iced coffee favourites at McCafe. That was the Dan and Christy podcast. Dan and Christy.